Most days, I would sit in the bathroom and turn the lights off and try to make like a key ball. That's pretty tight. Yeah, yeah. I would sit and I was like, I was like meditating. I swear to God, I made a key ball once. <laughs> there was a serious time in my life where I, I literally thought that I might be able to make key balls and blast them at people. <laughs> you should never have given this up. <laughs> Welcome to The Father State. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. The Father State is now on Locals.com. So click the link in the video description to support our work. And I do appreciate it. Appreciate it very, very much. I have with me Chris O'Connor. And Chris is an actor, comedian, and co-host of the Stuff Island Podcast, the Stuff <laughs> yes, right. Island Podcast. How did how yeah. did you come up with that name? Uh, I put stuff into a business name generator, and then that came back. And me and my buddy thought it was funny, so we went with it. And so, how did you? How long have you been a comedian, and how did you get into that? Uh, I've been a comedian for about 10 years. I got into it. Um, it's kind of something that I always wanted to do, but never really knew how to get started. was also just scared of doing it. And, um, then I had a, I had a good buddy of mine who convinced me to start going to some open mics and he went with me to offer some moral support. And then I kind of just started doing it and then I really enjoyed it and just stuck with it. And then it just kind of becomes your life, I guess. Amazing. And so have you ever done this stand-up in Los Angeles at the, uh, or maybe Hollywood, uh, at the comedy club? Uh, I have not. I've never been. Uh, I did a theater in L.A. once back in the fall for that Netflix is a joke thing. Um, but outside of that, just a couple like local bar shows and stuff. I've been to the comedy store a bunch, but never done any stand-up there. Oh, I see. So when you say you were afraid at first, what were you afraid of? Um, I think when you're, when you're starting out, when you're thinking about doing it, you have this feeling that like, if you do it once and it goes badly, that that will just be your reputation forever, you know, and you'll never recover from that. Um, so you're like, you're just so scared that the first time you do it, it's gotta be like, you know, perfect. Um, and that I think gets in the way of just starting. Um, and then you realize you can fail a bunch and turn things around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so were you in, in high school, were you funny? Were you class clown or anything like that? No, I was, I, I feel like I was funny. My friends and I, I felt like we were all, we were all funny, but uh, no, I was definitely not a class clown. Uh, I think I was mostly just kind of like, uh, I was an athlete um, and just kind of a regular guy. Ah, and so you, yeah. So it wasn't something growing up that you thought you wanted to do as a career or anything. Oh no, it was. It was like I I remember seeing uh, Chris Rock when I was a kid, um, and just his style of comedy felt like the way that my dad was funny, the way my brother was funny, the way he was like building jokes. They were almost like arguments, um, and I remember just seeing. I it like blew me away that that was even possible. That that was like a possible career yeah. um but i didn't you know no one in my family was like artists there was no like 
<laughs> no one had any roadmap of, as to how to get into that. Um, and then there's just that background fear that you're like, yeah, I think I'm funny and I feel like I could write a stand up joke, but you know, can I really do it? Um, yeah, just it's a hard thing to get into. Amazing. Um, so what's important to you? What's important to me? Yeah, I have to wonder about comedian. What's, you know, behind the jokes and blah, blah, blah. When the lights are out, what's important to you when you're not on stage? Hmm. You know, I think more and more it's becoming uh, having, like, really good friendships and stuff and having, like, a close group of people that I trust and uh, trust me and I enjoy working with and, yeah. I think that that's like that's become kind of my focus. Uh, I think uh, that's yeah. So do you want to get married like one day and have children? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And why do you want that? Uh, it feels like uh, you know. On a recent podcast, I just had a big, big argument with a couple of my buddies about this. Um, but I, yeah, it seems like a project that I'd like to be a part of (laughs) that's a really (laughs) sterile way of saying it but it's like i I like the idea of committing to somebody and really you know having kids investing in them um growing with them i feel like there's there's something in that experience that's valuable and would change me for the better um and i feel like when it's all said and done when i'm on my deathbed i think that would be like something that i would have liked to have accomplished as opposed to just living for myself the whole time and so when you say it would change me for the better, what is it about you that needs to change? Um, I, yeah, I think there's, there's things when you're like, when you're like a single guy, when you're doing comedy, you're traveling a lot. Life is very fun. Um, I don't have a whole lot holding me down. Um, but I think that can be, uh, in some ways, like an, a little too easy of a way to live. I, I would really like, I think like I was saying before about being like a better friend, being more like committed to my, my friends and stuff like that. I, I feel like I could do a better job of just showing up for people. Oh, okay. So you, and I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like having a family can bring that out of you. Amazing. You are a millennial, right? I guess. What, what's the age group again? I got no idea. Uh, what's the age group? No one knows. Uh, I think. Um, I don't know either. I think it's in the thirties, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it so, is in sure. the thirties. Sure, 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 yeah. sure. It's hard for millennials to find a, a woman that would be worthy of a good wife and a good mother because women today are totally insane. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that? Well, I feel like that's like uh, an ages old situation, right? The uh, the hot, crazy ones are the most fun to be around, but the ones that make good parents <laughs> maybe have a little bit of a different energy. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think there's plenty of good women out there. Women out there, I've met them. You met a good woman? Yeah. Have you? Never. <laughs> <laughs> No yeah, such thing before. as a good woman. There's no such thing? No. Well, how? How is there no such thing? Yeah, how could that be possible? Uh, because if you notice, women are angry, controlling, 
They are on an ego <laughs> trip. They're very insecure and emotional. Yeah, I've, I've hung around a few of those women. Yeah, you've never met one that isn't. No. Where are you? Where are you hanging out, man? You gotta <laughs> all over the place. You gotta broaden your horizons. Yeah. <laughs> so one, one that isn't angry and controlling. Right. And and you have you. Yeah. And what was it about the one you met that made her good? Because there's no such thing as a good woman. What is it about the one you met that made her good? Well, uh, she wasn't angry. She wasn't controlling. She was, uh, you know, a really intelligent person. She was great to, like, talk to. She was thoughtful, insightful. Um, and, yeah, it was let me live my life. Well, why do you um, marry life, her? Life her own. I guess I just didn't have the good sense to do it. <laughs> you regret not marrying her? Yeah, I think, well, there's also like a, you know, I'm in a little bit of a phase of my career where I'm, I'm focusing on the work. Um, so that can become tough. Oh. Where it's like, you know, this person's a good person. Um, you know, there would be a great fit, but you have all these other sort of obligations and um, commitments and, and goals, and it can interfere with your ability to, yeah, put the time in to make that relationship work. So did she break up with you or you broke up with her? I think it was kind of a mutual thing. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Do you have a lady in your life? Uh, not now. I was engaged no. twice, but uh, I, but I do have a son and grandkids and great-grandkids. Okay. I did it the black way. I made them out of wedlock. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a... A lot of white people doing that, too. Yeah, I know. Isn't that too bad? I guess. I don't know. If it works for people, it works for people. I know I know. I have a couple friends that do that co-parenting thing, and they love it. They have the kid for a couple days a week, and then their partner has them, and they like the vacation, the weekly vacation from the intensity. But, of, but uh, the, kids, the, kids. the kids suffer from it, though, because kids love their fathers, and fathers yeah. love their children, and they love to be around their fathers when they're from house to house. The, the parents may feel good about it, but the kids are suffering from it. Yeah, I think those are always like tough. Those are tough questions, right? It's like that's a struggle. That's a complicated idea to deal with as a kid that your parents aren't together anymore. Um, but the flip side can be pretty bad, too, if you're living in a house that's full of anger and violence. Worst case scenario, you know, that's fuck a kid up pretty bad too yeah are you surprised like a tough fit yeah are you surprised at how violent women are today toward men and and they slap men and curse them out they (laughs) they want to control (laughs) dude who are you hanging out with (laughs) you getting your ass kicked by women all over the place what's going on no, but are you surprised how violent they are toward me? And then they lie and say the man is the violent one. <laughs> I mean, you think that's happening a lot? A lot, ninety-nine percent of the time. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent of the time. Yeah. What were your two uh, engagements like when you were engaged with your women? Were they were they slapping you? Were they hitting you? Were they? No, I would never allow that. Ain't no way they gonna slap me. Now you got a good. They're not. You got a good block. They wouldn't even raise their. They wouldn't even think about it, because they know. They know I wouldn't put up with it. So you got the point one percent. Yes. You found him. Yes. 
and it didn't work out. Because once I got engaged, became engaged, they, they tried to control me. You know how women love to control, and I wasn't going <laughs> to let that happen. Now, you know what I mean. What did you? What What were you doing that they were like? Don't do that anymore. Um. They didn't like it when I would be around other women or they'd be jealous or they gossip and mess like, you know how women are. They weren't jealous before you guys were right. engaged. Yeah. Well, like, they hey, they may you. have been, but they didn't show it. And, uh, until, you know, once they got you, they think now they can, the real person comes out instead of that phony woman that you're dating, right? When they get you, <laughs> you see the real person. That's when yeah. the hell starts. Yeah. How long did you guys date before you got engaged? Seven years. And then <laughs> for seven years. Yeah. And then one for That's about impressive. one for about three years, I think. Okay. But let me ask, um yeah. what do you think are you a Christian? Uh no, I grew up Catholic. Oh, I'm um, sorry to hear that. You don't like the Catholics? No, I like them. Yeah. You're sorry to hear that? Yeah. Why? Because the Pope is tick. The Pope is what? Tick. He pissed off. <laughs> the, post, the Pope's tick? What's the, he pissed about? <laughs> I haven't been keeping up with the Pope. What's the Pope pissed about? One time he was out greeting the people in some country. Oh, oh yes. And, and this one woman tried to touch him. And she was like, <laughs> that like, was the Vatican. Get your hand yeah, off yeah. me, bitch. <laughs> Well, he didn't say, well, she was hanging on to him. He's, right. got, he's got other people to Well, to he bless. didn't say bitch, but it looked like he was thinking bitch. Yeah, he was feeling it. Yeah. Um, so um, let me ask. Um, so did you grow up with both parents? Yeah. And who are you closer to, your mother or your father? Uh, I think I think my dad. Good. Pretty close, pretty close with my mom, too. Well, you're Just, blessed yeah. you were closer to your father. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> because if you had been closer to your mother, you'd be emotional just like her. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Have you ever yeah, thought about that? Me some good. Uh, not really. I, I don't know. I feel like I think, you know, I wasn't the best kid growing up. So I think and I think my dad saw a little bit more of his 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 character flaws if you want to call me i guess he related to maybe who i was a little bit more than my mom could my mom my mom's pretty pretty dialed in she's uh she's got her shit together um and, and that was not me so i think there was a struggle there for sure but when yeah, you when you were, were growing up it, when you were growing up and your mother would try to control you or be demanding or too mothering and you would go to your father to tell her to back off. Would he tell her to back off you? Uh, no. That, they were, they were, <laughs> the stuff that they wanted me to do, I think they were right about. This was stuff just like get to class, do your work, show up, don't be late kind of stuff. Don't be going out getting hammered, you know what I mean? Just little, like, like the way that, the way that you're being a, a jackass in high school, they were kind of, they were on the same page. And I think they were objectively right about some of the stuff that I needed to stop doing. But other than that, they were, they were pretty relaxed parents. I got to be honest, you know, they, they kind of let me do my thing. So he never, as much as they could, you know, he never protected you from her. 
I, you know, I guess there were, there were some times where she was meeting out some punishments and he may have softened the blows a little bit, but, uh, it was, yeah, I, like I said, I, I was, I wasn't like a really bad kid. The ways in which I was screwing up were kind of objectively things that I needed to stop doing. So there wasn't really like when it come to be, came to being like, you need to change this or you need to do this. They were, they were pretty much on the same page. So what was causing you to screw up when you were screwing up? Ah, uh, you know what? I just like, I, uh, I never liked school. Yeah. Uh, good for uh, you, man. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? If you notice the people who love school are screwed up. You think so? Yeah. It's the ones who didn't like school that are doing well. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I, were you not, you were like uh, an academic kid? No, I, I didn't hate school, but I didn't like school. I just like having fun at school. Yeah, I wanted to like talk to my friends and hang out. And I was always exhausted. School, I mean, school started at like 7 a.m. Yeah. You know, you're playing like sports after school, doing homework and stuff, trying to do homework and mostly just fucking off. But like, I was exhausted all the time. I remember like sleeping in class and stuff like that. I just never, yeah. um, and just the idea that they wanted to hear my take on, you know, the Russian Revolution or something like that. It's like, you don't, <laughs> Why do you care? I'm 16. Do you really give a That's shit? That's right. Amazing. You need this? Yeah. So, Chris, what do you think about the attack on white Christian males today? <laughs> you think there's an attack? You don't know that there's an attack on white men? No. Who's getting attacked? Are you, did you say no, it's not happening? No, I just, I mean, I, yeah, in what way? Yeah. So you really don't see white Christian men, all men are under attack, really, but you don't see white Christian men under attack? Uh, I don't know. I feel like everyone's kind of like, I feel like everyone feels like they're under attack these days. You know, I think we're just in sort of like a volatile time. And I, yeah, it's like I hear people saying stuff about, you know, straight white guys and stuff and us being the... the you know, the source of all evil. Um, but I think it just feels like a growing pain that we're going through. They teach it in the schools, critical race theory. They're blaming white people for everything. They take no responsibility for themselves. Are you okay <laughs> with that? Um, I just don't think that that's everyone's opinion. I feel like uh, the people pushing those ideas are in minorities on both sides. And uh, I, I think eventually cooler heads will prevail. So you, right now you're okay with white men being under attack and blamed for everything? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not okay with it, but uh, I'm not that worried about it. I feel like white dudes were still doing pretty good. Nice. <laughs> I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. I hope so. Are you worried about us? Are you worried about us? I'm very concerned. And my concern is that if white people, white men don't start standing up and speaking up and getting involved, that they're going to allow the people of color to turn America into a ghetto. You think so? Look what's happening. You don't see 
every time, that, especially with the blacks, every time they take over, they turn into a ghetto? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Walk me through that. What, what are you talking about? Do you live in America? Yeah. You do? I live in New York. Ha yeah. Oh, my God. They have literally turned New York into a hell state. No, New York. Especially great. New York City. Love it here, man. You love the hell that you live in? <laughs> yeah, man. Really? This is great. Yeah. Why do you love not, the hell you the live hell in? Hell is awesome. I like New York. I, sp I, I spent most of my life in Philly, but my parents are from New York. I grew up outside of New York. Um, and I, I've only been living here for like two years, but, uh, I like it, man. I I like being in this environment. It feels like, I mean, I'm in Queens. It feels a little bit like Philly. Uh, I like seeing the people I like, you know, it doesn't feel dangerous to me. It so you love uh, walking down the street knowing that some black guy may walk up behind you and rob you? <laughs> I guess I don't think about it. Or sitting at a cafe. I've, I, I've walked through terrible neighborhoods in Philly. I've walked through nice neighborhoods in Philly. I've never been worried about getting mugged. I don't know. It just, it's never been Are a you problem. like a big guy or something? Is that why you're not worried? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big guy. Are you intimidating when you walk? Like just enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's no way that could be true, but nobody, nobody messes with me. So what do you think about in America today, most black people are out of control. Not all, not all, but most. They're angry, they're violent, they're robbing and raping and carjacking and and they, they brought really a, think that that's, that's they brought an insurrection upon America uh, under this Black Lives Matter thing, tore down statues and monuments and set businesses on fire and and and, and tore down the amazing statue and put a thug like Joy Floyd up. An unemployed yeah. drug addict with a criminal record, they made him the hero. You don't think the blacks are out of control by doing all those things? Uh, no. I, I mean, I guess it just feels like an uncomfortable statement. I, I feel like everyone's kind of out of control. I mean, the, the pandemic was a stressful situation. Um, but how about blacks? I just feel like people are pissed off. What? But how about black killing cops and killing one another? Just doesn't what? It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel it does, like just a black thing to me. I guess. Who, who else is doing it? I feel like everyone's everyone's getting involved. But we got some, we got some, we got some, we got some white boys getting in there and fucking some stuff up there too. But who's leading yeah. the way of all the races in America? Who is leading the way to destruction? Which race? I don't know. I, I think uh, what the? I don't. I, I don't see. I guess I just don't see things in those terms. I feel like we're we're America. It's up to us, all of us, to figure this shit out. And we can squabble over, you know, all kinds of stuff that I think uh, impede our ability to to improve our situation, or you know, we can start to come together. But I think we're just in that phase. I think every every country is going to have to deal with that at some point, where they're just. Reckoning with a history, um, people are frustrated about their lives and um, and opportunities. And you know, I think there's there's just a lot of like existential angst out there, and I think everyone kind of feels it. 
But we, uh, and I think that's where the tension comes from. But we have given the blacks everything they asked for for the last seventy <laughs> years, <laughs> and they only got worse <laughs> instead of getting better. Where would enough be enough for the blacks? I don't know. I think that's, I think that's a pretty pretty complicated and dynamic uh, situation. What do you mean they got everything that they asked for? Uh, back during the so-called civil rights movement, we allowed them to go into the white cafes go to the white schools, live in the white communities. And that we thought that was going to be enough. And then we gave yeah. them welfare. They said, okay, to the blacks, we told them, you can have welfare, but you can't have a man in the home. And they said, okay, to that. And then they wanted affirmative action. We gave them affirmative action. Then the black men wanted the white women. So we gave them the white women. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. (laughs) And and then then they wanted the blacks to run the government. We gave them Barack Obama. And and then they wanted black people to be in in our other government. And everything is just going to hell in a handbath. And now they want (laughs) reparation. We're giving them, and some cities here in this country, we're giving them reparation. Chris, where would enough be enough for the blacks? Where would they stop it? When would they say, okay, white people, we had enough? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with the premise of the question. But I guess what I, would, I, I feel like if there was a community that was struggling, white or black, um, and I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, I mean, there's tons of white communities that are struggling too. I think I do. Don't you feel like as a nation we have an obligation to those communities that are struggling to help them out in some way? No. Now, what what the shape of that help? We've already helped the blacks. They only got worse. When you help people the wrong way, they get worse. <laughs> what about like what about uh, like rural white communities? They're struggling too. They're falling apart. They're getting worse. What do we do about that? Because they're starting to act like the blacks. They're having children out of wetlock. They they they're dancing and singing and they're so doing the, the nothing. Black- Community, the black community falling apart is black people's fault, and the white community falling apart is black people's fault too. No, it's because they're acting like the white, like the blacks. If they were to, <laughs> what? So you say you disagree with the premises that we're giving the blacks everything? What part of that you disagree with? Yeah, yeah. Did we give uh, them affirmative action? We did. Did we let them into black universities by lowering but the standard? Like, I feel like, what? Did we let them into yeah, white universities by lowering the standards? A tough one. Well, here's, here's my feeling about affirmative action, I guess. And this is also like, I'm a comedian. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you were hoping to get out of this interview. Uh, I don't know if the, I'm not going to have any policy prescriptions. That's, that's for sure. But I feel like affirmative action is a little bit of like a stopgap measure in the sense that like it's sort of in place of making like real investments in the education of uh, minorities. So black people suffered for a really long time and weren't getting the sort of access to education that they needed. Now you kind of have two options, right? You can make a massive investment into trying to right that wrong 
or you can give them a couple extra points on their college application. I think the affirmative action was kind of the easy way out. And then it becomes obviously like a messy thing, right? Where it's like, of course, it seems kind of unfair and weird because it is because it was sort of the easy way out. That's I mean, yeah. again, that's how I feel about it. I'm not I'm not, you know, I don't know anything. Why were <laughs> the blacks doing better prior to the civil rights movement in education and everything? And and it became worse once the, the civil rights movement happened. Why were they doing better before that? And now they're doing worse. I don't know. Have you ever thought, wondered about that? Um, I haven't put too much thought into it, no. Do you have white guilt? What do you think? What do you think the explanation is? No fathers, angry mothers, and too much government in their lives. Okay. And why do you think that happened to like some rural white community? Same thing? Yes. You have to destroy the family by destroying the man. Then you take over the women and children, and the rest is easy. But let me ask, do you have white guilt? Do I? Uh-huh. I don't think so. You don't. Are you afraid of white of black people? No. Are you able to be honest with them? <laughs> are you able what? to be honest with them about their the way they are? <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm honest with them. I don't feel like when I'm around black people, I'm being dishonest. So if they call you racist, you feel like you can. If they call you racist, yeah. and they say you're the blame, it's slavery, it's Jim Crow, it's this. Would you tell their lying? They had their own problems. They had nothing to do with the past. Yeah, but I don't run into that that much, to be honest. Oh, you don't hang around with them. Uh, yeah, I guess I, ju I just don't see it that much. I see it online a ton. Right. And that I, I get fired up. But I don't, I, I don't know. In my day to day interactions, I don't, and I interact with a decent amount of black people. I don't, I don't really, that never really comes up. Do you love white people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my parents are white. My <laughs> brother's white. What is a man? <laughs> What? What is a man? What is a man? Mm. Well, how do you mean it? Like uh, talking about like uh, like a good man? What is a good man? No, what is, is what a asking? man? <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is yeah. I guess just a guy with a an X and a. Y chromosome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you're looking for like a biological definition, or, or no? What? Just what is a man? Yeah, I don't know. An, an adult, <laughs> an adult man. I don't know. Do you have love? I think so. And what is love? You can use some more, more of it. You can use more love? I think so, yeah. So you don't have well, enough love? I don't think so. What is can love? Can you ever? What? What is love? I think uh, I think love is sort of a... In, uh, I think it's caring, uh, 
caring about someone or having someone care about you that's like unconditional. You know, you kind of like, you know, the worst things about each other and it's okay. Um, then that, I think that, yeah, that, that sort of like openness. And why do you think that that's love? (laughs) These answers suck. What? (laughs) What? Why do I think that this, (laughs) it's like, what is love? What is a man? Jesus, dude. I don't know. I got no idea. Oh, you know, there's got to be someone who's got a good answer for that. I don't, I don't have it. Um, do you have anger? <laughs> yeah. You do? Yeah, I think so. And how did you become, how did you develop anger? Where did that come from? <laughs> I was a child of New Yorkers. It's kind of, it comes with the operating system. Is it normal to have anger? Uh, I think it's healthy sometimes. Healthy in what way? It's an outlet. Uh, A lot of my anger isn't like directed at people, I don't think, you know, but I just have anger. I get frustrated, you know. And do you like having anger? The car is moving and I can't. What? Yeah. You think car moving and what? (laughs) When the car car is moving and you're trying to connect your phone to the Bluetooth and it won't, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I get pretty pissed. And so do you like having anger? Yeah, I I don't know. I like that was the environment of my family where it was like, look, there was real times when people were pissed off, but there was also a fun in the anger. There was comedy in the anger. You know, you're kind of just letting off steam and nobody took it like personally. Right. Amazing. So uh, uh, Chris Rock and uh, Dave Chappelle were attacked on stage while performing. Do you are you yeah. ever concerned that that will happen to you? Nah, not really. Were you surprised that that happened with them? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty surprised. Yeah, me too. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So, how do you think we got to the point where people would literally come up on stage and try to hurt you because they disagree with you? Uh. I mean, you can go back through tons of old stand-up videos where people get on stage and attack people. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's anything new. Oh. Um, I think it's just those, those are people with egos. Look, the, day, the Chris Rock thing, <laughs> that was new. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's don't think that it's I, I guess I just don't feel like there's really like some broader implication from those events about what's going on with us as a society. I just think it's some people are crazy and they got big egos and they think they can do stuff that's uh, inappropriate and they do it. So do you know if people like Richard Pryor and other comedians who've gone on, were they ever attacked on stage? Do you know of any? Uh, I don't know if Richard Pryor was ever attacked on stage. Um, Bill Cosby and all those guys. No, there was, I'm trying to think of, uh, he's like a famous comic and I, I can't remember his name. Uh, he, he, he died young. 
but there's there's footage of him screaming at a guy and a guy getting up. And this was back in the in the eighties. Um, there's footage of someone getting up there and attacking him. Oh yeah, about it. I remember there was. I think there was like some guitar comic. I think I remember seeing from the nineties who smashed a guitar over somebody or something <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah, it's it's you you get into that room and you know. Comics have the ability; they they run their mouths a little bit, and they get after people. And in like a an intimate environment, sometimes you know people think that you know it's okay to. Again, I just think it's these egos, you know. Yeah, someone can't ego. take a joke. Someone, someone's, someone's got. Someone thinks that they they just can't walk away from a performance. They got to go up there and get involved. Now that Will Smith has proven to be an angry, out of control man by attacking Prince, <laughs> by attacking Chris Rock, you write some of the best questions. To what? <laughs> you write. I said you write some of the best questions. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, now that you see what uh, Will Smith is up to, would you ever be comfortable doing a stand-up? Session with Will Smith in the building. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd be all right, but I don't know what's going on with that guy. I don't know. He's, he's always he's, the Scientology thing is weird. He's always seemed like a little bit out there. I don't know what's going on with him and Jada, but it doesn't look good. I know, man. <laughs> what a mess. Good. But they're actors. That's that's what actors do. Oh, they act crazy. Yeah, I think they're all a little bit like unhinged. <laughs> In my experience, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about you. So no, you're right. Do you love your insanity? Do I love my insanity? Right. <laughs> Call me insane. No, I'm just asking. Do you love it? Do I love insanity just in general? In general and within yourself, too. Because anyone who has uh, anger is insane. <laughs> Why? You don't have anger? No. You have no anger? Zero anger. What about towards the women that tricked you for seven years? No. Thinking that they were chill and wanted to let you do whatever you want and then back, switch the moment you put a ring on it. No back, anger? Back then, uh, you put, I had anger. seven years of your life on this lady? Back then I had anger. Back then I had anger because I didn't understand that you can overcome anger, right? But since understanding that you can overcome it is an abnormal way of living, uh, I was able to, with the help of God, overcome the spirit of anger. And so uh, He took that identity away from me. I no longer have it. You just never get angry. So far in the last thirty-two years, I have not. 32 years, no anger. No anger. And I dealt really? with a whole lot of mess. <laughs> from the from the anger before those 32 The anger of other people, yeah. Or you're dealing with a whole lot of mess now. Yeah, yeah. I've dealt with a lot of mess over mad. the last 32 years. Wait, what, do you, what do you feel inside? Nothing. Someone cuts you off in traffic. What do you feel no, nothing, just empty. Zero nothingness. Right. You just right. Not happiness. You're not. So what are you just moving through the day? Just no feelings of any kind. Thank God, I move through the day with total peace. You go to get a coffee, 
person in front of you or orders a complicated drink and then you're late, you just, just even keel, just relaxed. Absolutely. You just, and yet I deal with, I deal with situations so far, but I don't get angry about the situation. You should get pissed off. It's fun. No, I you used, haven't been pissed off in 32 years. You got to go on like a retreat or something and where you can just break shit or yell I, at people. I, I used to be that way. So I know the uh, insanity of anger. I know people who are angry, they have fear, they have doubt, they worry, they stressed out. They are looking for love. They are insecure. They, they live in their imagination because of the spirit oh, of anger. Oh, no. Do you ever play sports? I did. When I was in high school, I played a little basketball, but I was a track. I ran track. Did you ever play with someone who, like, when they got pissed off, got way better? They just, that, their anger focused them. It made them just quicker, faster, stronger. It right. just dialed I'm, I'm sure they're, yeah, That's I'm sure good I anger. That's good. That's motivated anger. But once they got. I was, on the other hand, I was, I didn't have that. If someone got in my head or pissed me off in a game, I went to pieces, man. I, I would spaz. <laughs> but I was always jealous of those guys who had, like, their anger just focused them in. It, it, you know? But you notice, though, if you notice, once they got better at the sport using the anger, they were still miserable being better. They still was insane. Oh, no, they liked it. <laughs> they liked it. They loved their insanity? Yeah, well, no, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is there's there's in, insanity anger, right? There's there's throwing stuff around the apartment. There's breaking glasses and TVs and stuff. That's a bad, insane anger. But then there's also stuff that just puts a chip on your shoulder, pisses you off, and focuses you in the right direction. And it's just it's fuel for the fire. That stuff's good. So you, you don't, don't have think any of that in your life? You've never gotten pissed off and then gotten had it drive you to do something? Prior That's to like overcoming the, best, the, the yeah, prior to overcoming the anger uh, that happened, but Where'd, I was still I would get what I wanted, but I was still miserable until I was able to overcome the spirit of anger because anger is evil, and no one finds peace in anger. I don't know. I don't think anger is evil. Why? Why is how is anger? I feel like actions are evil. Ideas, I feel like, can be evil in some ways. But it's the but anger that causes you to take anger, the action. Anger is just... Uh, well, that's up to you. You still have a choice after you feel the anger. You feel the anger first, and then you decide what to do with it. So right? let me ask you this because I'm tired here. I'm looking at the clock. Do you create your own thoughts? Do I create my own thoughts? Uh, no, I feel like the, the thoughts come, my brain makes suggestions and I, <laughs> I pick the ones I focus on. <laughs> well, why do you, why do you pick the bad ones at time? Uh, cause they're, they're, they're too hard to resist. You know, it's like piece of cake or something like that. It just, it's like, I know I shouldn't eat it, but it just, it looks so fucking good. You know, sometimes there's just moments where you want to indulge in just a terrible thought because it seems like fun. And so your so brain you just spend a little time there. Your brain create bad thoughts. Yeah. And how Your's does it do that? I don't know how it does it, but it's pretty good at it. Are you happy when it does it? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes it's a really 
sometimes it's a funny idea. Uh, but then there's other times, yeah, where it's like, yeah, I don't want to be thinking about that. Um, you know, you're focusing on negative things. It, it can, obviously it can take over your life if you spend too much time uh, thinking negatively, for sure. And so what do you do when that Try happens? Try to see the best in people. What do you do what when do that do? happens? Um, I take a couple deep breaths, maybe try to meditate a little bit, clear your head. Amazing. So I got to ask. The miracle of meditation. I say that all thoughts are all lies all the time. No such thing as a true thought. Am I wrong? There's no such thing as a true thought. How? how? What do you mean by that? That there is no such thing as a true thought. All yeah, thoughts well, are, are lies all the time. Every single thought. Except for practical thoughts like I got to go to work, I got to eat a dinner or breakfast or drive my car for some gas. Those are practical thoughts. But every other thought is a lie. It's a setup. <laughs> but you don't need to go to work. And you don't need to put gas in the car. Are you black or something? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) What separates? What separates? What separates those ideas from the other ideas? Why are the Why are all the other ideas lies? Would like give me an example of an idea that someone would think is true, but is actually a lie. When they When they are feeling happy. They think that's good. And the moment they are feeling happy, they now they fall down. They start to feel bad. And when they're feeling bad, they think that's bad. And so they find something to make them feel good. And they feel good. And then they think that's good. When that's really bad, that's evil too. And then they fall. So they're up and down emotionally. So wait, so what's the, what is the, where do you want to be? Just no emotions of any kind. Happiness. Bad, you said, right? Happiness is bad. Happiness is a phony uh, happiness. It's evil and not really happiness. That's why it builds. Happiness is evil. Yeah, you know how it builds you up? You feel happy, right? Yeah. And then you can have one thought about the past or the future. Now you're feeling down again. No, I think you can enjoy the moment. And then you, and then. And then the See, mo- that's your brain messing with you, man. It's your you don't bo- have to indulge. That's that you don't have to indulge those thoughts. You're looking at a nice sunset. You can feel happy, and you can just live in that. But when the sun goes down, you feel it bad again. I don't know. I think you can appreciate. That's the beauty of life, too. Is that so? Why do you think forever. you're up? If that's true, why are you up and down emotionally? Why am I up and down emotionally? Yes. I don't know. The world's complicated. But what does right? it have to do with you? Because I'm interacting with the world. I'm engaging the world. And sometimes the world's confusing. Sometimes the world feels like it's conspiring against you. Sometimes it feels like the whole world is on your side. It's like, so you, you ride that roller coaster. And you do your, you know, you do your best to keep an even keel and settle down. You know, obviously you don't want to be just being ripped back and forth in any direction. But life's messy. Sometimes you got to engage with the messiness and that means you're going to have, you're going to have feelings. 
When you, you have no feelings of any kind. Is this what you're saying to me? I'm sorry? You're saying you have no emotions whatsoever. If I were to allow the thoughts to take over, I would be into that emotional crap. But since <laughs> I, <laughs> So you just have no thoughts? Is the, that's they your, do come, yourself? They do come, but I know that they're not <laughs> my thoughts, right? So I just let them pass. Whose thoughts are they? They're from the devil. You got the devil in your head. Every human being that has anger, they are being controlled by the devil, but they think that it's them when it's really not them. They have identified with it, so they think it's them, but it's the devil controlling them. What's what? Which one does God have? Happiness. God has. That's the devil too. No, God has a knowing. He is the light, and so he has peace. He, he's never caused you to allow you to, he, he never caused you to become angry, but he always gives you perfect peace. Peace without happiness. Happiness is phony. Peace is everlasting. It's real. And it's not based on anything or anyone. It's not based on what you have or don't have. It's not based on this false image you have of yourself. Right. Isn't that but true? peace is not phony. Right. What about if you're at peace? Peace is not phony, not phony, but but this false happiness is phony. That's why it doesn't last. But if you're at peace when you're really angry, isn't that phony? You can't be at peace and be angry, too. No one ha- who has anger is at peace. <laughs> I know, but sometimes you have those feelings. You've never been frustrated. When they were setting up the, the audio for this, you got a little frustrated. No, I did Sorry not at all. Face. Uh, I saw it, Jesse. No, I said, "Hey, get the thing right," but I wasn't mad went, about it. You went, you went, yeah, yeah. You said, "Hey, get it right," and you went. Shh. But, but I wasn't. You angry. had a feeling, Jesse. Sometimes we have some feelings, and that's okay. But if you overcome the anger, you <laughs> sometimes when there's a tech issue, you get pissed off. That's not all if right. you had. If you didn't it's have fun. anger, you would not. That wouldn't happen to you. Really, I'm telling you, it would not happen. You still can express yourself. You can speak up. But you won't feel anything about it on the inside. That sounds terrible, man. I like feeling stuff. That, yeah, that's why I asked you, did you love your hell? Your insanity. <laughs> <laughs> I guess feeling nothing sounds like hell to me. Really? I can understand, yeah. man. I understand. I'll ride the roller coaster, man. I don't want to just stand on one of those, you know, those flat escalators they have in airports. You just... Ride. That's that sucks. Get pissed. Get sad. Get I understand why. Happy. I, I, I totally you know? understand why you said that because most people think that that's who they are. They think that's normal. They think that is their identity, and they will kill you before they let you take that away from them. They have identified with it as themselves, and they do not want to let it go. They hold on to it for dear life. So I totally understand. Yeah, that's a tricky thing, right? It's yeah. a tricky thing change can be. Yeah, and it's not you. it's important to change, but I don't know. You change too much. You don't want to lose who you are. And it, What about But you're you not. Exercise? See, that's the problem, Chris. It's not you, but you think that is you because you have identified who you were traumatized by your mother. You identify with it as you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess Chris, I do. Do you, does that make sense at all? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I again, you're getting into like really complicated philosophical things. Who who are you really? It's a really challenging question. Obviously, the, your whole life you're faced with these many different choices. Every second you got a choice you can make, right? Um, and those choices that you make, you're like, was that really? Is that really who I am? Was I? Was it because I didn't eat breakfast that morning, or I was hungover, or uh, you know, like those are all. Who are you really is a big question. And that's uh, what you should be. I don't think be... I would ever want it to be someone who doesn't feel anything. Right, because you think it's you. You think it's normal to feel that way. You have identified with it as you. And so you do not want to lose that. You want to hold on to that. And if and, and the idea of it not being you, even though it's not good being that way, or you don't really. No, it is good. So you really Turn love your health. Career. You love yep. your insanity, huh? I guess it just doesn't feel like health to me. And so you, you, you think love your health? You I know what your you're health? saying, man. You think that's life. It just feels good. You feel alive, huh? No. No, sometimes it's sad. It's like like you ever exercise, do you work out at all? I do, man. I, yeah, I, you ever go really hard and you feel like the pain? Yes. The exhaustion. Yes. The agony. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like I don't love that feeling, but I do, you know, it means I'm putting work in. It's, it's a byproduct of living life and exerting yourself. So I don't mind it. And so you the think- same way, same way happiness and anger is just, it's look, you, you got to control it. You got to manage it, but it's a byproduct of living in the world. And I don't mind it. Uh, do you think that you can control that? Yeah. Well, why don't you control yeah, it? I don't, I don't have like, what? Why haven't you controlled it before? Well, I don't have like out of control anger. I'm not like punching people or spazzing. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I just, I vent heat every now and again. It feels good to get mad. Well, I feel alive, huh? Yeah. Amazing. I totally understand that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Chris, real fast because I'm tired, buddy. Do you think, oh, okay. do you believe racism exists? Yeah, I think so. And why? I think people have, uh, I feel like people make generalizations. They make all kinds of different t- types of generalizations. And one of the ways in which we general or people generalize uh, other people is by race. You give me, so that's your proof that racism exists? No, I just, I think that it does. I mean, I've seen it, obviously. You I've saw racism, it. you've seen racism before? Yeah. What did it look like? <laughs> <laughs> so do you want me to repeat the words? <laughs> I think you know what it looks like. No, I don't because it doesn't exist. It has never existed. It's never existed. No. Really? You don't think anyone's ever had a a negative opinion of an entire group of people based on race? Yeah, but that was hatred. That's not race. And and well, it's I, race based. I, I know hatred. that the world <laughs> I know that the world have a bad impression of blacks before now, and I totally understand it because the blacks are out of control. They're, they're robbing, stealing, and killing, and blaming, and begging, and whining. And, and, and <laughs> <laughs> This is how you want to end the show? You're going to do, the, you're going to do this soliloquy again? And, and, and all that. So I, and so they, it's hard for them to know the good blacks from the bad one because so many of them are out of control. But... There's no, no such thing as racism. It's a spiritual battle. 
a warfare between good and evil, right versus wrong. It has nothing to do with color. Wait, what? <laughs> what did you just say? It has nothing to do with color. It has everything has, to do with right. What has nothing to do? What has nothing to do? It has, it has what everything is, to do with right versus wrong, good versus evil. What does? This battle between human beings. Yeah, but in that battle, there's many different fronts in the battle. There's many different types of conflicts. Um, and there's a lot of different kinds of bad ideas out there. And one of them is... Racism. It doesn't exist, Chris. It's a made-up word. To intimidate white people. (laughs) Why? Why? It doesn't have to just be... Racism can be... uh, You know, it's one race against another race. It doesn't... In some cases, it doesn't even have to involve white people. So do you you agree with me that blacks... If racism exists, it doesn't, but... uh, Are the blacks racist (laughs) toward whites? Wait, wait, what? Are the blacks racist toward whites? There are black people that are racist towards white people, for sure. Nice. Chris, real fast, did you did you vote for the Great White Hope? <laughs> I did not. Why not? Uh, I thought he was a little crazy. And what and give me a quick example. He doesn't he doesn't have control of his, his emotions like like you've been talking about. But you, know? you think emotion is good. You should have voted been the first in line with him. <laughs> I thought he was I thought he was the funniest dude. Uh, did you I vote was, for the oh, fallen messiah? Genuinely, what? Did you what? vote for the fallen messiah? No, no. Who? I, I, I got to be honest. I didn't, I didn't love the guy. Who, who was the fallen messiah? Who was the messiah? The fallen messiah that I asked you, did you vote for? I'm assuming you mean that's Trump. No, the fallen messiah is Barack Obama, man. Oh, I did vote for Obama. Yeah. What the. <laughs> Whole, was that anger? Did you just have anger there, Jesse? You must be afraid. What you, what's going on with your eyebrows? You're feeling stuff. Did you vote out of fear <laughs> of not voting for him? What? Did you vote for Obama out of fear of not voting for him? No, I bought. I bought in, man. I, I thought. I thought he was going to do some really transformative stuff. And are you disappointed that he didn't? Uh, yeah. I, there's, there's, I, I, yeah, I think he could have done more. Did you but vote for again, him twice? I, you know, I did. What a beta! <laughs> That's beta stuff. Yeah, voting for Obama. What? Come on, man. Obama's the man. man. You Obama's don't like what? Obama? He's the man. He's, He's alpha, dude. You don't think Obama's alpha? You about to make me curse? <laughs> Are you feeling angry? Oh. You know who that is, right? Yeah, that's the, your boy. The great white hope. <laughs> Chris, I got to heat this interview up. I got to put you on the hot seat. Oh, God. By the way, I thought we were done. <laughs> I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. <sighs> the hot seat. Do we need more white babies? Sure. I uh, five years ago, I st- I found that the uh, July as White History Month. We celebrate every July as White History Month because July just feels white. Will you celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> 
Will you celebrate white history? I like, I like the, the pizzazz you gave that. It doesn't July feels white? <laughs> July just feels white. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Will you celebrate? Get tan in July. That's not good. Will you celebrate White History Month with me next year? Yeah. What do you got? You got a parade or anything? Not yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> can a man, real fast? Can a man ever be too old for video games? Uh, I don't think so. Are UFOs real? I think so. Yeah. True or false, abortion is worse than slavery. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I might have to pass on that one. Did we, did we ever go to the moon? Uh, yeah. Is the earth flat? No. Does the chicken have lips? That is interesting. I guess not, right? <laughs> Lips got to be fleshy, right? And they're just, they just got a bone for a face. Was the Black Lives Matter started by a bunch of fat, black, radical <laughs> lesbians? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not familiar with the origin story. Is America, the best country, is America the best country on this side of heaven? Sure, yeah. Who would you rather see as president? Hillary Clinton, Camilla Harris, Big Mama Michelle Obama, or Hunter <laughs> Biden? Uh, yeah, not a big fan of any of those guys, but boy, the way things are going, why not give Hunter Biden a crack at it, man? Let him see what, <laughs> see what, see what he wants to do. That would be a fun ride. That would be a fun ride, man. He'd drop a whole – him with hookers and stuff in the White House. <laughs> I mean, nuts. <laughs> oh, um, did the cow eat the cabbage? Did the cow eat the cabbage? I have no idea. Are these with nursery rhymes? Did you have fun? I did. I had a fun time. Thank you for taking the hot seat, man, and did thanks for coming fun? on. Did you have fun? Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> so you will commit to, are you happy now? Are you happy, feeling happy right now? Oh, I'm filled with joy. All right. Well, Chris, is that a lie? <laughs> yeah, the folks how to get your website and your, the stuff you're doing. Uh, check out Stuff Island on YouTube um, and iTunes and Spotify. It's everywhere. That's a podcast with me and buddy Tommy Pope. Um, I'm also doing a bunch of shows on the road. You can go to achrisoconnor.com. I got all my dates and stuff uh, for stand-up. So check that out. Come to a show. Maybe laugh. I hope laugh, laughing is not evil, right? That's you can do that. No, it's fun. Okay, but that is so that's evil. As long as you don't get a sense of identity from it. <laughs> you are I don't know, man. You are the most confusing dude on earth. <laughs> what who are you when you go home at night? What are you doing? Like when you wake up in the morning, what's your morning routine? Uh, I wake up at 3 a.m. because I have to. I do. I do a radio show Monday through Fridays, and I okay. need to be in the studio by five. Okay. And so I get up and I have my silent prayer, and just kind right. of become, like next to the bed. Become, next to the bed. Well, sometimes I sit up and do it. Most time I lay down and do it, and then I get you up lay and get down and pray. And then I get up and and uh, get dressed. And meet okay. my producer at the radio studio to start the show around six. What are you doing? 
What you what's your breakfast like? You going eggs, bacon? What are you doing? I don't eat breakfast. You got coffee? You, you don't eat breakfast. No breakfast because it's so early. I'm not hungry at that time of morning, and so I don't okay. eat breakfast. Most of the time, no right now, to be honest with you, most of the time I just have dinner. I don't even have lunch. Really, yeah. one meal a day. Right now, but like that's not by. Inter- I didn't make the decision to do that. It's just the way my schedule is. In the morning, I'm too. I'm not hungry for breakfast. At lunchtime, I'm not really hungry, and I don't have time to go eat anyway. And so I just have a nice little early dinner. And uh, what do you? Where do you go out? Do you go out to a restaurant for dinner, or you like just go home, microwave something? I go home and I order something. Okay. What do you? What do you like to order? It all depends. I um. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I like black people food. You know that soul food stuff. <laughs> Why are you, you always got to make it weird somehow? Because <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's just like, dude. But it all depends on you what gotta, my you appetite. Gotta, so what? Okay. No, no, no. Well, you, all depends on your appetite. Yeah. Chinese. Yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Chris, I yeah. enjoy talking to you, man. Yeah, it was fun. If you ever perform in L.A., let me know. I'll bring a bunch of folks who will come and watch you. Uh, yeah, I love you. I'll let, definitely let you know, man, for sure. All right. Have a good uh, one, and thanks again for coming on. You too. All right. All right. Thanks for having me, man. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. Don't forget to like, follow, ring the bell. Check out uh, the TV on um, uh, locals.com. Click the link in the video description, all right? Check out our merch, and let me hear from you, folks. Thank you for tuning in.